You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan and Nate Klaus. We're talking recruiting. But before we get to that, the segment, Nate, of the Husker Online Show is brought to you by our friends at Kugler Vision. Yeah, Kugler Vision right now still shut down with the social distancing going on and, and uh, with the elective surgeries uh, being kind of put on hold right now. But you can go to CooglerVision.com, take a quiz, find out what type of um, you know vision correction you qualify for. There's over seven different types, and, and Kugler Vision performs them all. Um, and they're still doing uh, virtual doctor's appointments there, too. So um, they, you know, they're still out there to help you with your vision, and uh, I, I know I couldn't be happier with how they've helped me, and I uh, encourage you to go to CooglerVision.com to take that quiz. All right, Nate. Well, let's talk some recruiting. Um, it's been busy, um, and that's really been one of the only things busy in the entire college sports world around football is recruiting and um it's list season for a lot of recruits meaning kids are trying to narrow down their list of 20 30 40 offers to five to eight teams in most cases um we've seen maybe some top tens out there but nebraska nate made a couple of key lists let's start first with terrence lewis who you could argue along with thomas fedoni um, might be one of the highest valued targets on the entire Nebraska recruiting board. Yeah, Terrence Lewis. Um, I mean, he's the number 19 overall prospect in the country. Uh, just you know, a couple spots out from being a five star. He's the the number one rated outside linebacker in the nation by rivals. Um, I actually think Nebraska would like him more as an inside guy. He's 6'1", 200 pounds right now, so he doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what they're looking for as that outside linebacker. Uh, but he's a playmaker. I mean, that's plain and simple. Uh, and I think he could probably project to a number of different positions. Um, but making his top six right now, along with LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Penn State, Texas A&M, A&M it's a huge deal. Um, and, and the Huskers, you know, they've been on him now for well over a year, and he's mentioned them uh, consistently. But I don't think anyone has really – paid much attention to Nebraska and always kind of thought that maybe, you know, maybe that was just talk and he wasn't all that serious. But um, while, you know, if I had to, to make a guess right now, I would say that he's, that it's going to be a very difficult poll, obviously. But I, I think Nebraska is definitely in the mix more than what a lot of people know or, or should, you know, probably give Nebraska credit for. Uh, and one of the reasons is, is is Travis Fisher. And, you know, we saw what he could do uh, with all those guys out of Florida last year, especially the, those kids in South Florida. Um, and Nebraska has two of his teammates now that are going to be on campus and Ronald Delancey and Marcus Fleming. And those guys won an awful lot of football games together. Um, you know, Miami Northwestern winning three state championships in a row. And so, um, you know, he's got quite the bond with those guys and, and has played a lot of football with those guys. And so, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how the, the recruitment kind of progresses because he's in no hurry to make a decision. He's going to probably be stretching this thing out um, at least to December. And, and, and wouldn't be surprised if it goes all the way to the traditional signing day in February. So a uh, long time between now and then. Uh, but uh, I think you, I mean, you got to start somewhere and making that top six for Terrence Lewis is, is a really, really big deal. You're listening here to the Husker Online show as we talk recruiting. Yeah, Nate, I think the key with Lewis is let's just say official visits start up in June. Do you bring him in on campus hard for a June visit or do you play the odds and wait until September? It's, it, that'd be tough. Um, 
I would, I would honestly, I'd probably play the odds and wait uh, to bring him in. Um, you know, the, I mean, the thing that hurts so bad is that he was going to be coming to the spring game, and that would have given him on an unofficial visit. And that would have given him a kind of a you know a, a glimmer of what it's like on a on a true Nebraska game day, and and so I, I think that would have been absolutely huge for Nebraska uh, for him to experience that. And since he's waiting so long to make a decision, I think you I think you kind of have to roll the dice and say, okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna bring you in in the fall, and hopefully there's hopefully there's fans in the stands or hopefully you can experience a game and, and kind of get a sense for, for what it would be like to play inside Memorial stadium. Um, and you know, that, that experience would be a little bit more fresh in his memory. Um, you know, leading up to when he actually is going to make a decision. All right, Nate. And another one dropped as well. Also at the linebacker position, TJ bowlers, uh, just located outside of Iowa city in Amana there, um, pick put Nebraska in his, Final grouping, uh, I know we talked in our last segment, Wisconsin is probably the team to beat. Um, but, you know, once again, Nebraska in it with Bullers. The question now is can they get them back again on campus? Yeah, that's the, the big deal. Uh, you know, it's Wisconsin, Iowa State, Northwestern, Nebraska, Alabama, Cal. Uh, he's visited everywhere except for Alabama at least once. He's been to Nebraska as many times as, as you know any other school on his top six. Uh, which is a good deal for Nebraska. You know, Eric Chenander has done a terrific job of recruiting him. Uh, Mike Dawson, now now that he's the outside linebackers coach, I know he's been very involved and and has actually developed a, a good relationship with TJ. Um, and even Scott Frost has been you know very involved here um, as he should be for a top 100 recruit in the country. And that's just you know uh, in in the next state over. So um, you know they're in a good spot, but they are trailing Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Iowa State is is another school. They were the very first to to offer him. Um, you know, but the bottom line is he wants to play in a three four defense, and he wants to uh, get a degree in engineering. Those are those are kind of the his top two things that he's looking for. Uh, and so, and I think that uh, you know when you when you're looking at at the schools that are involved, they all kind of they all kind of meet that criteria. But who's going to be able to? to kind of seal the deal. Well, he's got official visits lined up right now to Iowa State um, and Cal, and and I think Wisconsin is probably going to get one in June. So what you're hoping for is that either he can take a midweek official visit in the month of June to to Lincoln or that he holds off on making a decision until the season starts and uh, you can get him on campus at some point in time in the fall. And, Nate, we talked at the beginning of the show, glimmers of hope. And, you know, one, I thought, too, that really is a glimmer of hope for college football and recruiting is we are seeing Nebraska schedule June official visits for June 12th and June 19th. Um, now there's also um, June 19th is technically the final June weekend on the calendar. Maybe they will extend expand that and allow the 26th of June to be a visit weekend as well this year because of April and May being shut down. I'm, I'm assuming they will. And I think July could have some weekends open, but um, it seems like Nebraska is operating as if they expect June official visitors. Yeah, they're they're operating that way, um, you know. And and I don't know if they know something that we don't, or or if they're just being proactive and getting guys on the books. And and I, I think that's probably what it is. I think they're 
They're probably just uh, wanting to get guys locked in for a date. That way, you know, if they do have to change the date, they can, you know, it's a lot easier to have a kid change a date from, let's say, June 12th to, to when, you know, to a different time than to try and lock him down for an official visit in the first place. Um, and so I, I think that uh, what we're seeing is, is they're being very aggressive in, in setting up those official visits. Um, you know, right now we, we've confirmed two for that final weekend in June, uh, which is typically the weekend that you, you kind of want to, to bring in guys, um, you know, right before that dead period. But like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they extend that out at least another weekend because um, these guys – you know, typically under normal circumstances would have been able to start taking their official visits on April 1st. Uh, and that would run all the way through the weekend of June 19th through the 21st. And so um, they're essentially losing out on two months of official visits in the spring or summertime. And so um, I, I'd be shocked if the NCAA did not extend it out at least a weekend or two, um, you know, from June or, or open it up again in in ju- late July or something like that. They're going to have to adjust the calendar in some in some way, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, the Huskers have been very very active in trying to lock guys up and uh, with a date at some point in, in June. And don't you think, Nate, if it gets to it, the you know, there's the July dead period. I mean, it's probably going to be almost unanimous that that should be you know, not as long. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just one week or 10 days versus an entire month like it is now, because I think a lot of coaches are going to be pretty proactive. Like, Hey, we want to have some of those July days back. And by the way, we've had a long dead period. We've been home long enough. I think our wives don't want us home any longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It used to be the month of July was the only time you could actually go and, and be around your family and, and kind of recharge your batteries before the season. But now a lot of recharging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these guys have been around their families a lot, um, their batteries are, are as full as ever right now. And so, yeah, I think that um, yeah, the NCAA is going to have to get creative with how they adjust the calendar and, and whether that's opening it the month of July up or at least part of July up for visits or in, in camps too. I mean, shoot, there's a lot of kids out there that are losing out on being evaluated this spring with a spring evaluation period. Um, who knows what's going to happen with the camp schedule in the month of June, um, if it'll be limited or, or what. But, um, I mean, the bottom line is there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of kids out there that, that are not getting the eyeballs on them uh, for those evaluations that, that they were probably counting on. And so I think that they may even need to talk about expanding camp season on into the month of July at some point, too, if they can. All right. Well, that wraps it up here for another edition. Make sure you are logged on to HuskerOnline.com as Nate will have the latest in recruiting. Robin. Uh, with all that's going on in basketball and we'll be back again here next week thanks again for joining us this week on husker online your authority on nebraska athletics